Amen. I just simply want to be obedient to the voice of God, the Word of God. Amen. The book of 1 John. The book of 1 John. Why don't we turn there and we'll... The book of 1 John chapter 4. and Perhaps we'll take our time and uh, teach the Word of God tonight. We'll see what the Holy Ghost has for us tonight. But the book of 1 John chapter number 4, verse 7 and 8. Amen. Yeah. First John four seven and eight. I remember there was a there was an old song, right? Kids and Company back in the day. Of, I forget what it was about, but it was First John four seven and eight. And this and this is that scripture, beloved. Let us love one another, for love is of God, and everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. Hallelujah. Beloved, let us love one another, for love is of God. And everyone that loveth is born of God and knoweth God. He that loveth not knoweth not God, for God is love. And Webster, amen, good old brother Noah Webster defines that word love in its most general sense as a strong affection for another arising out of uh, kinship or personal ties. Uh, a lot of us have used that word love many of times, sometimes very passionately, sometimes very carelessly, such as I love mashed potatoes and gravy, which I do. And I wish my wife would make more mashed potatoes and gravy from scratch. Amen, because that's the good stuff. Hey Amen, she's got the, the recipe on, on lockdown, so there's no worries there. But there's also another kind of love that is, I love you, Brother Nate. And that's not like I love mashed potatoes and gravy, but that's uh, just an affection. I love you as a brother in the Lord. And then there's another kind of love, amen, where that God loves us in that while we, while we were yet in sin, Christ died for us. In that while we were not yet returning his love, he still loved us. Amen. Even though... Uh, there may have been times in, in, in your life with uh, family or friends that you loved uh, a family member and they didn't love you back. And you probably were hurt and you felt like, oh, I'm not going to love them no more, bless God. I, I was trying to be nice to my wife and she didn't show me love back. So fine, we're going to do the silent treatment. We're going to do this. But that's not the love of God. And all of us have been probably guilty of that at some time or another. If we're to be honest, amen. No angels in here last time I checked. Praise the Lord. Right. Amen. <laughs> amen. And, and so as we study the word love, uh, and I know it's not Valentine's Day. We're a few months removed from Valentine's Day, a few weeks removed. Uh, but love is a very important scripture. And actually a few, uh, I think last week, Brother Dooley was sharing with me some of the things that he was studying about love, and uh, it's a very powerful uh, word, a very powerful subject, uh, and I was uh, in prayer yesterday, as, as I've been every day, and felt this on my heart today to speak on love, and as this is family week, and probably one of the greatest things that we can learn that would be of immediate benefit in our families is to love one another. Yeah. Uh, 
And as I felt the Lord put that in my heart, then I began to remember, hey, Brother Dooley was just talking about that a few, few days ago and how God had put that on his heart and how he was studying it out and meditating on it. And, and I thought, you know, that's uh, beautiful. Amen. That, uh, you know, we talk about where to meditate on the word of God and where to read it and put it and hide it in our hearts. And, and Brother Dooley was sharing, hey, I've been meditating on it, I've been thinking about it and reading it, hearing it. And to me, that speaks volumes. Amen. That we can get the word of God in our hearts and we can love his word with a passion. But there are in the word of God or in the Greek language, uh, there are three types of love. And perhaps you've heard this before, but I'm sure it bears repeating. Uh, The first type of love is uh, philos. And this is a unique kind of love like the one you have for a companion or a pal, a friend. And it refers to loving one another just like your brother or sister. This love is for a friend who is really close and dear to us. And it is characterized by various different shared experiences between two people. Amen. A lot of times you experience things and uh, you, there's an affinity that develops between one and another. Uh, because you shared many uh, uh, situations and history together and experiences in life. Uh, in fact, this is the kind of love that many Christians tend to practice towards one another. And although Philo's love is really wonderful, it is not that much reliable. Since it can end up souring at times, as we've all experienced at some point in our lives. And then it could be, I love you, Brother Paul. And then Brother Paul, you know, his uh, brother of mine will trick me or something. He hasn't done in a while, but trick me and, and I hate you. You know, it's like all of a sudden you just loved him and now you hate him. And, and that type of a love is unreliable. It's inconsistent. Uh, you can love uh, your brother on the pew, on the chair next to you one moment and then hate them the next. Uh, but there's another, so that is the philos type of love. And the second type of love in the Greek language is eros. And this is a Greek, this is a Greek term which actually means desire or longing. And also referred to as erotic love. This is a selfish kind of love. As it is associated with sexual love. And Eros love is based on the strong feeling we have again, uh, for the other. And it usually develops during the first stage of a romantic relationship. This kind of love is based on the physical traits. And unless it is redeemed by the Lord's presence. This type of love can end up being possessive since it always seeks to first conquer and then control. That's the human form of love in that uh, in a sexual sense. And then there is a third type of love which we want to talk about tonight. And it is that agape love. And agape love is that unconditional love that is always giving and impossible to take or be a taker. It devotes total commitment to seek your, your highest best. No matter how anyone may respond. Amen. It is total commitment. And Jesus Christ loved the church with a total commitment. Amen. And it didn't matter what it cost him. If it cost him his own life. Amen. He would lay it down for the church. He would lay it down for this world. And that is agape love. That no matter if it wasn't returned. 
Even if as he was loving this world, even if as he was loving the church, they were spitting in his face and they were, they were plucking his beard and they were doing all of these things and they were beating him and they were spearing him in the side. He was still loving them regardless of how they treated him. That's the agape love. This form of love is totally selfish, selfless, and does not change whether the love given is returned or not. Agape is a love that gives, a love that does not demand or hold on to rights, but has the good of the other at heart. The book of Luke chapter 6, verse number 32 says, gives us an understanding of the agape love that Jesus Christ loves us. For if ye love them which love you, what thank have ye? For sinners also love those that love them. And if ye do good to them which do good to you, what? And if ye do good to, to them which do good to you, what thank have ye? For sinners also do even the same. And if ye lend to them of whom ye hope to receive, what thank have ye? For sinners also lend to sinners to receive as much again. But love ye your enemies and do good and lend, hoping for nothing again. And your reward shall be great, and ye shall be the children of the highest. For he is kind unto the thankful and to the evil. Amen. If we can really get an understanding and a revelation, a glimpse of how he loves us. And we can take that same love, amen, that it gets in our hearts and it gets in our souls. We're filled with his spirit. We can begin to love the world around us. Amen. And we can begin to love on our neighbors and love on our unsaved loved ones. And we can love on them. Amen. And it may seem like there's no response. It's not a reciprocal love. Amen. It's a one-way street. But if you just get in the Holy Ghost and you allow the Spirit of God to fill your hearts and your minds and your souls, you can love this world. You can love your neighbor even when they do not return the love. And they will see your good works and they'll glorify God. But first you've got to get His love in your heart of hearts. You've got to get His Spirit inside of you. So that you can have that love in your heart. Yes. Amen. You cannot truly love. Amen. Somebody else. Unless you've got the spirit of God in your heart. Amen. Because the Bible says that God is love. Amen. You cannot really uh, love somebody else like like God loves them unless you have the you have the spirit of God in your heart. Amen. That's why we preach it's so important to be filled with his spirit. Amen. Because this world needs a church that will love them to the bitter end, that will love them out of their sin, that will love them out of their pain, that will love them out of their lifestyle and show them there's a better way. And because we love them, even when it's not returned, we're going to reach out to them because we've got God on the inside of our hearts. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Too many people walking around with fear, amen, and anxiety and, and worry and all of the different elements in their lives. But 1 John chapter 4 and verse number 18 says, There is no fear in love, for perfect love casteth out all fear. Because fear hath torment, he that feareth is not made perfect in love. Amen. There is, some, there is an element, amen, that is in love. 
And that is attraction. Amen. When you love your neighbor, it is attracting. When you love your family, it is, it is attractive to this world. They see and they, they are attracted to a, a loving people because of a loving God. Hallelujah. And love implies attraction. And fear is repulsion. Amen. When you get the Spirit of God in your heart, when you get the Spirit of God down deep in your soul, and you begin to speak with tongues as a sign of His Spirit on the inside. Amen. God comes on the inside. And because God is love, and God moves on the inside, there is a love that you get unlike any other love in this world. Because it's God is love. Hallelujah. There's been times in my life where I went to an apostolic altar. I've heard the preacher preach and I, I made my way to an altar and I began to cry and weep before God. And I spoke in other tongues and I stayed there while others, they got up and they went on their merry way. And I don't fault them for getting up. Amen. But I decided to stay a little bit longer and pray and get full of the Holy Ghost. And I remember on this particular occasion, I got up from an altar Amen. All I could do was just hug people and tell everybody, I love you. I love you. I just want to hug everybody. Because when you really get God on the inside, it will cause you to love your neighbor. It will cause you to love your brother and your sister. And furthermore, it will enable you to love your enemy. And pray for them. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I remember, man, my wife telling me the story a few years ago. There were a few individuals in her life that uh, she didn't like. They just rubbed the wrong way. They just didn't get along. They seemed to clash. And she got to talking to her mom. And her mom said, you know, you need to heap coals of love upon them. You need to just love them. And you need to pray. Pray for them. And she began to pray for them and just love them. And every time she saw them, went out of her way to just, I love you, and, and just doing nice things for them and allowing God to, God's love to be expressed and revealed in her actions in her life. And it wasn't long before that love conquered, amen, and it drove out the fear, amen. Love casted out the fear in her heart. And today, to this day, amen, she's still in contact with, the, I believe, one of them that I know for sure, Amen. And there's a strong relationship because she decided, I'm going to allow the love of God to work in my life. I'm going to allow the perfect love to cast out the fear. I'm not going to fear this person. I'm not going to uh, be anxious around them. I'm not going to allow animosity in my heart, but I'm going to allow God's love to be revealed in my actions. Not just professing it with my lips in a church service. Amen. It's easy to just come to church and say, wow, I love you. And then you don't see the same person for a few weeks in church and nobody calls them. Nobody says, hey, I missed you. And the person that misses church thinks, man, they said they loved me and nobody even called me. I missed, I missed for weeks and nobody reached out to me. There has to be action. There has to be demonstration of love. Amen. Love and fear may only coexist where love is not yet perfect. Amen. It is self-interested love that fears. It is self-interested love that fears. Amen. It is, you can uh, look at a particular example such as a husband and a wife, amen, uh, that are 
one is uh, possessive or controlling, um, or perhaps even in a boyfriend-girlfriend relationship, they say they love one another, but one side is, is controlling, and it's, it's self-interest, and it wants to uh, control the relationship, and that is a result of fear. Amen. Pure and unselfish love has no fear. Amen. When you get into a relationship with God and you really truly fall in love with Him, and, and the, the Bible says, if, the Lord said, if you love me, you will keep my commandments. And so if you're truly in love with Jesus, if truly you're in love with Him, and you say, I love you, Jesus, and your life shows it, amen, you will reach a point in your walk with God where you don't fear what man may do to you. You don't fear what the, amen, things may happen in the world because you know I love God, and He's got a control of everything. He's got it all figured out. I've got a love relationship with the Father. And because I've got the love relationship with my God, I know that He's going to work it out. Yes. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I have a love relationship with my wife, Sister Shannon. And there are times that we get into a spat. And I don't worry that when we get into an argument, she's going to run off with another man. I'm not worried about that because I love her and I know that she loves me and there's no fear. There's no fear in love. Perfect love casts out fear. And when you really are in truly in love with God and, and you don't just say it, but your life demonstrates it. Your life reveals it. I love you, Jesus. Amen. When was the last time you made your way uh, to your knees on an altar and just simply said, God, I love you. I'm not asking for anything today, God, because I know you've got it all figured out. But God, I just want to tell you that I love you, Jesus. You've been good, God. Yes, you've done all of these things in my life, but God, just hear me today. I love you, Jesus. I love you, God. There came a day in my life as a young man where I fell in love with God for myself. Amen. There came a day in my life where I, amen, it wasn't just my daddy's preaching. It wasn't just my mama's prayers. But I found my way to God and I fell in love with Him. And I said, God, I love you and I want to please you. I want to serve you. And I will tell you from that day forward, I never worried a day in my life. Because I knew that the God that I was in love with had it all under control. Had it all figured out. And God would take me from job to another better job to another better job. And God would advance me. God would move in my life. And God would always provide and make a way. And I knew that God would come through, Brother Josh. I never worried because I fell in love with Him. And that perfect love casts it out, fear. Amen. The, uh, one of the uh, bedrock scriptures of the Bible is found in Deuteronomy chapter 6 and verse number 4. Who knows that scripture? Deuteronomy 6 and 4. What does it say? Just can't read it. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one. Thou shalt love him with all your heart and all your soul and all your might. That's the one. A lot of times uh, we... And hey, this is a powerful scripture. Deuteronomy 6, 4. It's a bedrock scripture. You ought to have it down. Amen. Uh, we were talking earlier, you know, about Brother Dooley, meditating and memorizing the word. 
And we ought to do that. We ought to have Deuteronomy 6, 4 on lockdown. That one ought to be, you know, on the doorpost of your house if you can. Uh, but Deuteronomy 6 and 5 is a continuation for the revelation of our, uh, what God requires of us, what God expects of us. And it says, as the bishop just quoted, and I think verbatim, and thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. Yes. What does that mean? Praise God. The heart is mentioned as the seat of the understanding. The soul as the center of will and personality. And the might as representing the outgoings and energies of all the vital powers. Amen. So we are to love God with all of our understanding. With all of our mind. With all of our intellect. With everything that we can put together. and We can study. We're to love Him with our, with our mental capabilities. We're to love Him with our personality. With all of our emotions. With everything. Amen. That is on the inside. And the third area that we're to love God with is with all of our energies. It's not enough to just love God with your mind and with your heart. But there is demonstration. Amen. You're to love Him with your strength. You're to say, God, I've got strength in my body. God, you've given me talents. You've given me abilities. You've given me, Lord, skill sets. And I'm going to love you with all the things that you bless me with. And when a child of God, amen, gets the understanding that yes, there is one God according to Deuteronomy 6 and 4. But number two, you're to love Him with everything you've got. Hallelujah. It's not enough to just come to the revelation and the understanding of one God, but you've got to serve Him. You've got to love Him with all of your mind, with all of your emotions, with all of your strength. Amen. I love you, Jesus. I want to get your love on the inside of my soul. I want to give you everything, God. I want to spend and be spent for the kingdom. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. And when my life is all over and everything is said and done, I want to have given the last bit of energy, the last bit of my emotions, the last tear, the last scripture I memorized. On my deathbed, the Lord tarries. I want to look back on a life and say, God, I gave you everything. I loved you with all my heart. I didn't leave anything back, God. I gave you the last bit of energy, the last bit of emotion, the last bit of understanding, God. I used my intellect, God. I used my emotions, my personality. I used my strengths for you, God. Hallelujah. And when this church, amen, really, truly loves Him with all of their hearts, the world will be attracted to the love that is in you because it is God. Because God is love. And when you get Him in your heart, amen, you can weep over a lost soul. As I was in my home earlier tonight, today, grabbing a quick bite to eat, I was listening to a preacher preach 
uh, from North Carolina, Brother Johnny lived there. And he was telling the story of how he had pastored a church years ago as a home missions work. And he said the church we had was just less than 10 people. Actually, I think it was three people. Uh, him and, actually him and three others, so it was four people total. And they had a church in the back side of town. Not a pretty building, not a lot of equipment, not a lot of anything, but they had God. And he was telling that down the road there was a big, beautiful church that had, you know, hundreds of people, maybe even a thousand. They had all the doctors and lawyers and attorneys, and, and I'm all for education and going forward. But never are, am I for, because you reach a certain point in life, you cannot allow the, the, the afflicted and the, 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 the people uh, that are impoverished of society and, and not allow them to your doors Amen. And, and he tells a story that there was a family of five that on a Sunday morning they went to this beautiful church down the road with you know all the people and all the resources and all the different things that they had to offer. And the person at the front of the church told them, you know, you might be uh, more comfortable going down to this church over here. That one probably would suit you a little bit better. And that family walked away and they went into Brother Johnny Godare's church in, uh, I forget what state it was in. And he said, uh, everyone's welcome in my church, in this church. And as I heard that, I began to weep. And I, be, I began to think, God, whoever you have that out there that's hungry, no matter from what walk of life, no matter from what class of society, no matter how rich or how poor or what nationality or what tongue they speak, God. God, we want whoever you want to send us, God. We want the hungry. We want the thirsty, God. We want to love everybody, God. Because everybody's important in the kingdom of God. And there are no throwaways in the apostolic church. This is a church for everybody. Because he's loved us without discrimination. He loved us without even anything. He loved us with a pure love, a perfect love. And there was no walls and no barriers in his love. Amen. He reached out to us in that while we were yet in sin, Christ died for us. And this church, the abundant life center, the doors of this church will forever be open to whosoever will. According to the book of Revelation, whosoever will, let him come and drink of the waters of life freely. Because he loved me. When I did not love him, he loved me when I wanted to do my own thing. When I chased carnalities. Love the Lord your God. We are totally incapable of loving either God or others. A condition that must be corrected by God before we can love. The Bible's ways of describing this process of correction are numerous. Circumcision of the heart or a repentance. God writing His laws on our hearts. God substituting a heart of flesh for a heart of stone. Ezekiel eleven nineteen. Being born again by the Spirit, John chapter 3 and 3. 
1 John 5, 1 and 2. Removing old clothing and replacing it with a new. Amen. Colossians chapter 3, 12 through 14. Dying out to a sinful life and resurrecting to a new one. Colossians 3, 1 and 4. Amen. Inheriting that is baptism. Amen. There you must be born again of the water and spirit. So that the spirit of God can come into your life. And the sign that his spirit has moved on the inside. Is you will speak in other tongues. As the spirit of God gives you the ability. And when his spirit is on the inside. You can love like no other body can love in this world. Amen. There must be a dying to a sinful life and a resurrecting to a new one. A moving out of darkness into light according to 1 John 2 and 9. And until that happens, you cannot fully love as He loved. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. Romans. Hallelujah. Why don't we just turn there? Romans chapter 5 and verse number 5. Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Acts, Romans. Romans chapter 5 and verse 5. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. Hope maketh not ashamed. Because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts. How? Say that again. By the Holy Ghost, Ghost, which is given unto us. The love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost. Because God is love. And the Holy Ghost is His Spirit. And when you get the Spirit of God in your heart, you get the love of God. You get love. You get God And only then can you truly love when you have His Spirit. John chapter 13, 34, 35 says, A new commandment I give unto you, that ye love one another as I have loved you. That ye also love one another. By this shall all men know ye are my disciples. If ye have loved one to another, Amen. They'll recognize you are the disciples. You are the children of God. Because you've got that element of love throughout your life. And they, the world will recognize that the only way you truly get love is when you get God on the inside. That is why a person can walk in off the streets of this city to this church and say, I feel the love of God. I feel so much love in this place. I feel love in this house. It's emanating from the people because we've got His Spirit on the inside of us. And it makes all of the difference in the world. Oh, let's lift our hands and let's praise Him tonight. Let's worship Him and give Him glory and honor. Jesus, Lord, I love you tonight, Jesus. God, help me to love the way that you love. Help me to get the love of God down deep in my soul. Let me get your spirit in my heart, moving in my soul. Let it be revealed in me. Let your love be revealed in me. Hallelujah, hallelujah. 
Mark 12 and 31. And the second commandment is like, namely this. Thou shalt love thy neighbor as thyself. There is none other commandment greater than these. God is saying to love our neighbor. Love for your neighbor is a decision that we make to treat others with respect and concern. To put the interests and safety of our neighbors on a level with our own. If you truly put the interests of others on the level of your own, what does that look like? For a young man, it might look like not stopping till you find lunch. Because I'm going to take care of this stomach. It's growling. It's hungry. I'm not going to stop. Perhaps Brother Noah knows what I'm talking about. Maybe you go to the kitchen and you know your brother Nate brought home some groceries last night. And you can't find them because he hit them. So you're going to not stop till you wrecked his room. I don't know. I'm just playing a little bit. But maybe it's true. I don't know. You're not going to stop until you've taken care of the hunger. How much more? I'm not going to stop praying. I'm not going to stop evangelizing. I'm not going to stop seeking the face of God until I see the hand of God move for my neighbor. There's needs on that prayer board that are there tonight. People have put up there. The Bible says, love thy neighbor as thyself. When's the last time you walked to that prayer board and said, God, you got to restore the relationship between my between Ian Rosales, Rosales and Sister Dee. God, you got to touch uh, the little Morales baby. God, you've got to touch the Wellman and the Haw family. God, you've got to touch the the women at the shelter. God, you've you've got to move. You've got to move for them. Suddenly, you forget about the fact that you don't know how you're going to make this month's rent and. You don't know how you're going to buy groceries or have gas to come to church on Sunday. And all you're thinking about is God. Save the Ha and the Wellman families. God, whatever it takes, God. Those needs are important to, to me. I'm going to not stop till I see those prayers answered and, and all those prayer requests pulled off there with the, with the praise report on the back side because I'm loving my neighbor as I'm loving myself. I'm getting down to the, to the, uh, the, the brass tacks tonight. I'm getting down to the brass tacks tonight. When's the last time? Amen. You spent time on your face before God and said, God, would you move for the Hall family? Would you move for the Hoyles? Would you move for my neighbors? Would you move, God, in my city? You bless me, God, abundantly, but God, would you touch Brother Paul tonight? Would you touch Sister Dee? Would you move for them? Loving your neighbor. As we stand tonight. The Bible says one final scripture. In 1 John chapter 2 verse 15. Love not the world. Neither the things that are in the world. 
If any man love the world, the love of the Father is not in him. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh and the lust of the eyes and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passeth away, and the lust thereof. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. You're going to love something tonight, friend. There's going to be something that your heart beats for, that you're passionate about, that you're madly, deeply in love with. There's going to be something that you walk out of this church service tonight and say, I love this thing, or I love that person. Amen. There's going to be something that you're going to love. And that's not the thing, the issue tonight. The issue tonight is misplaced love. Amen. Where will you set your affections tonight? Hallelujah. Will you set your affections on things above or on things below? Are you going to be in love with this world? And eventually it passes away in a fervent heat. Or are you going to truly love God with everything you've got? Because that's the only thing that will stand the test of time. Amen. That will go on and on throughout eternity. Have you got His Spirit on the inside? And do you love God with all of your heart? Is it misplaced love tonight in the things of this world? Or is it proper place love in the things of God? Deuteronomy 6 and 5. Amen. Or read it again. Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thine heart and with all thy soul and with all thy might. Up to this point in your life, every head bowed, every eye closed, I want to ask you a question. Up to this point in your life, can you honestly say, that I have loved God with every last bit of energy, with every last bit of strength. I've loved Him with all of my heart and I have not loved this world. Or is your situation today, yeah, you're talking to me, preacher. I've been setting my affections in the wrong places. I've been in love with the wrong things. I've had misplaced love. I've had misplaced affections. Amen. Hear the words of this preacher tonight. Amen. God wants you to have your love placed in Him. God wants to put His Spirit on the inside of you. And you to stay full of the Holy Ghost. That your affections might be on things above. That you might love Him with all of your heart. Because if you get this word in your heart. If you love Him with all of your heart. With all of your soul. With all of your might. Amen. It becomes easy to love your neighbor. And to love your enemies. And when your, when your affections are placed on God. And your love is placed in Him. There's so much more love you discover. And now you can love even those that talk bad against you. You can love those that try to manipulate you. You can love those, amen, that, that the world says are unlovable because you're pulling from a resource that has no limitations tonight. And if this church abundant life center on this Wednesday night, amen, will say, God, help me 
affecting our world. Let's lift our hands and let's talk to the Lord for a few moments tonight. Oh, let's lift our hands, let our voices unto the Lord. And let's talk with the Lord tonight. God, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of my misplaced loves. Of my misplaced affections, God. Forgive me, God, for not loving you with everything, God. God, I want to get your spirit moving in my life. I want the Holy Ghost. I want to speak with tongues. God, that I might have your love in my soul. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We worship you, Lord. We praise you tonight, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, we love you tonight, Jesus. We love you tonight, Jesus. We love you tonight, Jesus. Oh, draw me nearer to you. Let's take a few moments and let's talk with the Lord. Come on, let's take a few moments and let's talk with the Lord. God, I worship you, Lord. I praise you today. God, fill my soul with your spirit. God, fill my soul with your spirit. God, fill this church with the love. God, a fresh baptism of the love of God in our hearts. A fresh baptism of the love of God in our hearts. I want to love you more than I've ever loved you before. Help me to love somebody this week, God. Help me to love somebody this week. Oh, Jesus. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. The Bible teaches us that it's, it's one thing to love a friend. It's one thing to love somebody that's easy to love. But it's another thing to love your enemy and to pray for them that despitefully use you. Amen. I want you to put somebody on your mind right now before you leave this place. Amen. Somebody that you may not get along with. Somebody that you may not uh, seem to uh, agree with all the time. And they want to fight and argue with you. And somebody that seems uh, to just mock and ridicule you. And you feel strife when you're around them. Amen. I want you to put somebody on your mind right now. And I want you to take them before the Lord. And say, God, help me to love them. Because when I love my enemies then it's really something special. God, anybody can love a friend. Anybody can just love on the surface level a friend. But it takes something real from God for you to love your enemy. Oh, why don't you commit to God, amen, over the next several days, amen, to pray for that person that you've got on your mind. Why don't you take that name before God over the next several days and say, God, I'm going to pray for this person. I'm going to pray for this lady. God, I'm going to pray for this man that I don't get along with. I'm going to pray for them. Jesus. Oh, 
this church tonight, those people in our lives that you want us to reach, it may not look like a miracle, it may not look like it's somebody that God's working on, but I want to tell you tonight, love your enemies, love your enemies, and watch God use you to reach them. It could be that by Sunday morning, you're bringing that person within the church and God touches them because you've got the word in your heart and you say, I'm going to love them. I'm going to love them. I'm going to love them. Oh, I'm going to love my city. I'm going to love my neighborhood. I'm going to first fall in love with God all over again. That I might love those that have offended me, those that have wronged me, those that I feel bitter against. I'm going to love them. I'm going to love them. I'm going to love them. Oh, hallelujah.